you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. We make a declaration because we posture ourselves before the Word of God, and it says, God, you have things to say that I don't yet know. Or even if I do know them, I maybe haven't done all of them yet. (laughs) You know better. I know. Well, the Lord is going to speak a word to you. Let's just read it. This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. Amen. We're in the life changing business around here. That's what we do. And so we're going to start with the word in John chapter 5, verses 8 through 18. Hit it, Chloe. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well, sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, But he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. This is the word of the Lord. This message is part of the apostles' teaching. Because in Acts 2, it says the church devoted themselves to four things. The apostles' teaching, shout it out. The breaking of bread, prayers, fellowship, not in that order, it doesn't matter. But yeah, eating together, coming together, eating together, fellowshipping over the word of God. We're going to get to fasting. Don't worry. That, there's a part. That has a part to play. But they devoted themselves to these four things. This is the apostles' teaching. Everything that we're doing is the apostles' teaching. We're in a series called Greater Things Than These. And this message is called Criminal Healing. Oh, no. I, and I was just worried over this, too. I was like, Lord, what are we going to do with this? I was going to call it smooth criminal, and you'll see why, but it's called criminal healing. It's called criminal healing, all right? You've been hit by a cock. All right. Now we are. <laughs> this guy, Jesus finds him at the pool of Bethesda. He goes to him, and he heals him. 
And Jesus says to this man, because we heard all about that last week. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And I want you to notice this next sentence. And at once the man was healed. And I read that to mean got up and proved it. Took up his bed and walked. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. It sounded like exactly what Jesus said to do. The man did. That's a good start. That's a good start. Amen. I mean, he got he got the initial blessing. He got the healing. And he could have been like, yeah, but I'm straight now. I'm cool. I'm just going to hang out here by the pool with my, my people. Humble brag. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to sit here healed. But he didn't. Jesus told him to get up and he got up. He told him to pick up his mat or his little bed and he picked up his little bed. And Jesus told him to walk and he started walking. That's a great start. Would you agree with me? That's a great start. Yeah. Olive, let me ask you a question. Let's say daddy asks you or tells you to clean your room. What do you think I want you to do? Clean my room. That's exactly right. And then if you don't, what do you think my attitude is? Do I love it? No. No, I don't love it. And that's the same thing with the Lord. Sometimes we have to look at this through the lens of a child because we are the children of God. And God has given us some directions and we're like, and he's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Anyway, I like that this guy started right. He got the blessing. And then he did what Jesus was telling him to do. He followed all the instructions. We're, and we're good, right? So far. Now that day was the Sabbath. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, you can hear it, right? It's like the other shoe is going to drop. Now that day was the Sabbath. And if you're, a, if you're a good little Pharisee, you'll be like, mm-mm. No, he didn't. Heal on the Sabbath. Do You know what I'm saying? Because the Sabbath, we don't mess around with the Sabbath. We're not trying to work on the Sabbath. Who you think you are? Well, he's like, God in the flesh, you know. But they weren't asking him. So, look, look who the Jews were talking to. The Jews said to the man, see, because it was the Sabbath, so. That's that so. Because it was a Sabbath, the Jews said to the man who had been healed. Look, they didn't they didn't even dispute that he had been healed. They're not trying to say this wasn't real. It didn't work or anything. But they're like, you know what, though? I don't like it. I don't like this whole healing thing. You know why? Wrong day. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. He says, you mess with the wrong guy on the wrong day. (laughs) Wrong day. It's the Sabbath. And it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. Okay. What do we do with this? Breaking the law. Breaking the law. It is not lawful for you to take up your bed. Yeah, but the man said. (laughs) Look at this next verse. He answered them, the man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. It's not law, but it's against the law for you to take up your bed and walk. Yeah, but the man said, you know, the man who healed me. This is just me. This is extra. It's not in the text, but I would, if it were me, I'd be like, I would get Janet Jackson all up on these guys. What have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? Like the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like Pharisees, spiritual leaders, priesthood of God, all this. Like, look. 
Church it up all you want. I've been laying here for 38 years. Where have you been all this time? If you have so much to say about this healing, well, where have you been? Wrong day. Wrong day, my mat. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I got it. That's what I would be. Now, I may have a bit of an attitude. I get it. I have to deal with that, work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. (laughs) But I'm just saying, wouldn't you think something similar? Well, the man who healed me said, take up your bed and walk. So I don't know. I just figured I'd do it. That's how I take this whole scenario right here. It's not lawful for you to take up your bed and walk. Yeah, but the man who healed me said to do it. Who do you think I'm going to believe? You know, who do you think I'm going to obey? Who do you think I'm going to follow? You or the man who healed me? The man said, I like it because it's, it's kind of basic, right? He doesn't even know Jesus. We'll get to that. The man who healed me said, take it up and walk. I, I hear what you're saying, but the man said. See, we need to get to that place. The man said, the God man, the one and only Jesus, son of God. He he told me this. So you know what? I know you don't like it. I understand that. And maybe you think you have some good reasons for not liking it. I will tell you from this is Jeff Little talking. I there are some things I don't particularly like that God wants me to do anyway. Or stop doing anyway. I'm on the hook for it because I say, you're my Lord. You're the boss. Lord means owner. It means master. It means controller. Don't control me. No one's good. See, no, you're in the wrong posture already. The Lord. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is my Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Do not expect to be saved from this wicked and perverse generation and really saved from the devil and hell and torment forever, which is a very real thing, unfortunately. Even worse than that, I'm going to tell you what you're really saved from. What are we trying to get saved from? Separation from God for eternity. Separation from God for eternity. That's, that's good. Sounds like, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to be away from God forever. And I will be if I don't get saved. Let's keep talking. What are we getting saved from? Come on, theologians, bring it. From myself. Saved from yourself. (laughs) That'll preach all day. (laughs) Saved from myself. Why? Because do you do everything perfectly, Carla? Absolutely not. Most things, right, Marty? But not everything. (laughs) You're you're getting there. (laughs) Amen, Will. (laughs) Saved from the law. Saved from the law? Yes. The law will condemn you all day. Who, who, <laughs> I already told you about how I rolled that stop sign and the policeman got me. I've broken the law. And it, when the Bible says, if you've broken one, you're guilty of breaking the whole thing. I'm not going to talk about anyone looking at someone else with lust in their heart. I'm not going to talk about murdering anyone. I'm talking about the big ones. I'm talking about the little ones. If you did one little thing, that little one, little white lie. It's like white ain't right. I don't know. I just made that up. You know what I'm talking about? But it's like, don't, <laughs> we don't church it up over here. You know what I'm saying? Okay, whatever. Uh, all right. Ms. Gracie, what do you have to say? You're trying to get safe from your sin. That's what I oh, That's baby girl. Get it. The power of sin. Save from sin. See? Tell me kids don't know stuff. 
That's a good answer right there. Saved from sin. We talked about it with communion this morning. Saved from sin. And we do get to be. Any other thoughts or ideas? Online. Get Online, it, Laura. Online. Uh, God's wrath and judgment. Saved from God's wrath and judgment. That's what I was going for. Here's the thing. The devil has no more power over you than you give him. You can do nothing apart from God. So what's on the table, heaven or hell? By whose standards, mine or God's? Yours or God's? God says, this is the way it works. Sheep on my right hand going into heaven. Goats on my left. God says, you need to be saved from my righteous judgment, I should say. I judge that you did not receive the gift and you had every opportunity to do it. We really need to start thinking about the salvation that people get, that we've all gotten, really being saved from what God would have rightly separated and sorted out. Mm. The man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? They asked him, these are the Jews now, questioning this guy. And think about it like that. Think about it like when, when the police start questioning you. Well, we got to know some things, you know, and this... If you're telling the truth, you'll be all right. And if not, then, well, if you have nothing to fear, then you have nothing to fear. This is that. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Who has it in the scripture in front of him? Can you tell me what color is that phrase? Who is the man who said to you, this one, take up your bed and walk? What color is that? It's black. It's black. This, was just, this is just a little aside. This probably doesn't mean much. But when they're saying it, all of a sudden it loses its redness. It loses its divinity out of, in their mouths because they're not believing. They're not looking at Jesus. Now, this is not some theology. We don't have to get all crazy about this. But I just thought it was interesting. Go to verse 11. Crystal, those same words in verse 11, what color? They're red. They're red. Yep. When Jesus says them, they're red. When the man who got healed by Jesus says them, they're red. When the Jews ask him about these words, they're black. All of a sudden, I know this is some editorial printing decision, but still, there's something to it. There's something not of faith in those words. Same words. Yeah, but we're not giving them any attention. Let's keep moving. Who's the man who said you take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was. Why didn't he know who it was? The Bible tells us, for Jesus himself had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Jesus is the best at this. This is why they don't like it. It's a crime on the Sabbath. This is why he's a smooth criminal. Jesus. Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd into place. Jesus, when they're trying to kill him, stone him, throw him off cliffs, he's just like, I'm out of here. He's gone. Where'd Jesus go? Ain't nobody knows. He's just out. Jesus is smart. Jesus knows when to run, when to flee, (laughs) get out of town. Isn't that true? Imagine there's a crowd in the place. And the crowd may have some thoughts about this whole thing. The Jews certainly do. The crowd may have some thoughts. Maybe they have the same thoughts. And maybe like, everyone's out to get me. They all go kill me. Here he is. Here he is. There's that guy. Maybe something else. What if the crowd is saying something else? We've seen crowds do stupid things before, haven't we? Oof. Jesus knows. About crowds, Mm -mm. don't sacrifice to us. 
We're healing in the name of Jesus. This is not about me. This is about him. Don't worship us. Just some guy. Don't worship me. We talked about these guys, didn't we? A few weeks ago, Paul, one they called Hermes. Do you remember this? Don't worship us. Jesus is not saying don't worship me. He's not saying anything. Not yet. He just works his way out of the crowd because who knows that people in that time were longing for, looking for the Messiah, and maybe they didn't feel bound by all these Jewish rules. You know, well, Sabbath or not, the guy got healed. That sounds pretty good. Signs and wonders. No one could do these signs unless God's with them. All of this that we read in other places of the Bible. And so it's like, well, okay. Maybe they would want to make him king by force. It doesn't say in this passage, but in other passages, that's certainly what it says. So we don't know what the crowd might have done, but Jesus is like, I'm not into any of it. I'm just going to get out. I did what I came here to do, and then I got out. Amen? I love that. Afterward. After what? After the healing and, yeah, and that crowd thing, right? After him working his way through the crowd. After all that, look what it says. Oh, I know. Mom, look at you. She said, I love that. I'm going to burst her bubble in a minute. (laughs) Afterwards, no, it's just a little spoiler alert. Jesus found him in the temple. Oh, come on. Went to church. Yeah. Going to the right place. Thankful. Ten lepers. Go show yourselves to the priests, right? Well, the ten non-lepers. The ten former lepers, right? Go show yourselves to the priests. Right? They're going to church. <laughs> the, the guy, Peter and John, going up to the temple about 3 p.m. Hey, we don't have any money, but I tell you what we got. Jesus, get up. They tell him to get up and he gets up. And then he follows them into the temple because they're going to pray. Yeah. This is not that. This is not that. And I was getting excited myself on first reading. But let's keep reading. Jesus found him. He didn't find Jesus again. See, that's a clue too. Leo, you said it. Jesus found him. That's exactly right. You would think if you got healed, you'd be like, I'm with you. Where are you going? I'm going. That's, I don't know where he's going, I'm, but I'm with him. That's, that would be me. I can't let this guy out of my sight. What if I get sick again? <laughs> I'm going with you. You're the only one that's been able to do anything about it all this time. He found him in the temple. We were thinking, it's so great. But he said to him, see, you are well. The new King James renders it this way. You have been made well. Like you didn't just like, I got better. (laughs) You didn't just get better. You have been made well. Someone did this for you. This, This happened to you. This is a grace of God to you. See, see. You are well. And then he says this. Jesus, words in red in in your red letter Bibles. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. Oh, how do we hear Jesus' instructions sometimes? Do we hear them bad? We hear them bad sometimes, don't we? We hear Jesus' words sometimes as negative, as condemning, as threatening. He's like, "This this is how the man's taking it. That's a, that's a nice little healing you got there. It would be a shame if anything were to, I don't know, happen to it. Right? 
as Jesus some sort of like break your leg style collection agency. He's not. Jesus found him in the temple and he knew what he was getting into. He needed to give this man some instruction. Why? But what is Jesus' heart to give the man the instruction that he gives him? That nothing worse may happen to you. That he's trying to prevent him falling into sin and having something worse happen. So what does that sound like to us? Caring. It sounds like caring, compassion, love. God is love. We're meant to speak the truth in love. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And Matthew says they will know the truth and the truth will make them free. It's all about truth. What's true? All I want is some truth. (laughs) Please give me some truth. It wasn't like a threat. It was a caution, though. So my question is, how is the man hearing this? He just got healed. You think he'd be ecstatic. But he's hearing Jesus' words, and here they are in the temple. Why are they in the temple? Why is this guy in the temple then? I believe he was in the temple because he knew it was God that healed him. He did not know Jesus was the Son of God. But he went, this is the way I see it, is he went directly to God, giving God the glory for his healing. Ooh. See, Linda, that's why I like Linda. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Because it was the right thing to do on that day. It was the Sabbath. Okay, church day. Let's go. Someone else. He'd been always trying to get into the temple, and um, he wasn't able to get into the temple until he was healed. There you go, like the lepers, right? I wouldn't even allow it in here. COVID shut us down, man. I'm going to church now, you know, because we're back. We're back, baby. Is this fun for anybody? This is fun for me. Because he was healed, so he wanted to thank God. He wanted to thank God. See, that's, that's where I was. That's what I was thinking. Well, where else would I go? All these people around me, all these religious people, no one ever did it for me. And it's been almost 40 years. That's a long time. I think you would have been able to do something by now if you cared. Leo. He's probably looking for the guy that healed him. You think maybe that guy, he's got a, he's got a connection with God. He's probably going to be in the temple. I'm going to go. That's the most likely place this guy's probably meant to be, right? The temple. And if he even knew Jesus, I must be about my father's business. I must be in my father's house. And at that time, the whole thing was, yeah, oh, this God's house, this God's house, a temple. And Jesus came to put an end to all that. He's like, this ain't God's house. This is God's house. Don't people get it so wrong. People get it so wrong. This is not God's house. This is God's house. Uh, What better way to show what God did for you than like like your actions speak louder than words, right? So Mm -hmm. they could visually see, like this guy was crippled. Mm -hmm. Now he's healed. So it's like testifying in God's house, Mm -hmm. but not through this, but actually visually seeing this guy because everybody knew this guy was, you know, crippled. Yeah. And now it's like this guy's walking, you know? So it's like even us. We were once lost and we were all broken and beat up, right? And, you know, even like when I was coming here and then, you know, God starts doing the work in you. And it's not because people know you. People don't 
really know you, but then they, they see like, hey, man, this guy, is, something's different about this guy, yeah. you know? And it's like, you don't even have to go around saying, you know, but it's like visually seeing God's doing the work in yes. everybody here. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, Chris. And Chris is a master testifier. So I, it would make sense that you would say that. It would make sense that all you lovely, beautiful people would say these nice, lovely things that you're saying. I don't buy it. And let me teach you here. Again, this is with study. This is with confirmation from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus comes to you and be like, you know what? You, you got some sin in your life. You're all right now. Okay? See, you are well. You're all right. Stop sinning so that something worse doesn't happen to you. I don't want something worse happening to you. Ooh, but you're teetering on the edge. Like you're so close. You, you would likely just go right into something if I didn't say something. If you see something, say something. Jesus saw sin no more. I don't know what that sin was for him, but it doesn't matter. Do we all have sin? Raise your hand, please. Okay, if none of us are lying, good. We're all, we all have sin. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. See, when we confess it, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Come on, the word cuts. It's like if we'll just admit it, yes, then God's faithfulness gets to spring into action. I love that. And so He said, I don't, we don't know what the sin is of this man, but you know what your sin is. At least one of them. You know, something that God's still trying to work on. Maybe you haven't figured out your road rage thing like I have. I'm talking about that because that was, that was at the forefront. My wife would tell me, Mom, did you ever see it? No, I was a, I was a really holy driver when you were in the car. Good. But I, have, I had had that problem. And now I'm a totally different person. I'm radically changed. It's not like that anymore. A, I'm not calling people names anymore. <laughs> Not even in my heart. Not even in my heart. Just not, yeah. No, but I mean, that was me. And, and then doing all the stupid driving stuff, too. Oh, it's terrible. I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. No, but I have to tell you the truth, right? But we all have something. And, and God is like, he's, he's speaking to you. And it's kind of a whisper. He's not shouting. He's not trying to be like, idiot, get it right. You know, like, that's not God, you know? That's not God. And if you hear him that way, then you need to tune into a different channel. Because that's, that's not God, right? But he's saying, come on, kid. I got so much better for you. Come on over here. What'd you say, Lord? I can't quite make it out. Did you get your did you have COVID mask on? What are we doing? No, no, I'm just, I want you to stop and listen to what I'm saying to you. Because I'm trying to help you. It's that still small voice. He's like, I'm not jittering around. I'm not going flitting from here to there. Amen? I'm right here. God's like, I'm in the one place. I'm in the right place. And I'm speaking to you. Will you hear me today? Will you obey? Sin, Stop the sin. Sin no more. Lest a worse thing happen to you. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's bringing in this caution in love, in compassion. And this guy resents it. How dare you talk to me like this? Okay, I'm adding words, but this is, this is what I see as the heart here. Mm. 
Don't resent the correction of the Lord. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. It depends on what translation you're reading, right? There's a lot of different translations. Whom the Lord loves, he scourges, another one says. Carla, is that the old King James? It does sound like it. It softened it up in the new King James. Uh, No, but it's like whatever it takes. And that's really where my heart has become. Lord, if you need to stop me in my tracks, stop me so I don't miss you. Because if I miss you, everything else is not you. Mm, I don't want that. I just, I feel like we just need to take a minute right here. Can we just take a minute? Don't say anything to anybody. Just, you might, you just might whisper it out of your mouth. Lord, I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I've been feeling this for a while and I keep ignoring it. And I'm sorry. See, that's what repentance is. Repentance is, I'm sorry and I'll do it your way. From now on, I'll do it your way. Every time, even if I slip. See, and that's the thing. That's the tension, isn't it, Larry? That's like, even when I slip, because we don't always get it right. We mess up. Really? All right, God wants me to tell you this. I'm on a fast right now. I call the leaders of our church to a fast because I believe the Lord is calling us to a fast first. Your time will come. But I get here this morning and I forget that I'm on a fast and I see that Will brought some donuts. And before I know it, I'm three quarters of the way through this maple bar. Today! If you will hear his voice and not harden your heart as in the wilderness, you know, today. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. But, and it's like when I, when I'm aware of it, I will not do it. I lost my mind for a minute there. I would have, I would have said no. I really would have. But we will, we will mess these things up. Larry, even when you have the right answer, it's like, Lord, every time we shoot for the ideal, we shoot for 100%. And he knows you will never get 100% because only Jesus got 100%. But he's, he's also saying this, do not make 40% your new 100. No, Lord, I'm not going to get it right anyway. So let's just, mm, let, well, right here, this will be my top. No. He says, you keep shooting for the highest ideal. Keep pressing after me. Keep coming to me, hearing my sayings and doing them. And I'll continue to build your life solid. And it's like, sometimes, this is just real time. Luke 6, whoever comes to me, hears my sayings and does them. is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. Maybe this moment right here, maybe you're not used to this. Some preacher come, sin no more. Who you think you are? Look, I'm just like Jesus. Right now, I'm telling you, stop. Stop this. Stop the thing that, especially that you know he's already said. And you might even open your heart to the next thing that he's saying. God, what are you saying? So I'm, I'm taking, before we all take the moment, I had to confess. I, I just now missed it. Here, you know, I'm supposed to preach to you about all this holiness and everything. Look. The Lord knows we're going to miss it. He's not mad at me. He's like, but don't go get a second one, right? Well, the fast is out the window. So, you know, the diet starts tomorrow. No, 
Can we do that? Let's just take 30 seconds. There's nothing magical about closing your eyes or bowing your heads, but there is something helpful in it that's like, I'm not distracted by what I'm seeing anymore, and I get to kind of just visualize me and the Lord. Can we do it? If you find it helpful to close your eyes, and you just bring it to him. There's no way I could know what you're going through. I see it. I hear you. I don't want to be that old person. I don't want to be the person who, whose actions don't honor you. I want to please you. I want to live my life for you. I want, to, I want my life to be solid. And I know I'm in this way I've been working against you. I'm limiting the Holy One to produce in my life. But I want to stop right now. Would you help me to stop? I'll tell you one of the most precious promises in the Bible is God helps us both to will. He works in us. Both to will, that means to want to please Him, and to do for His good pleasure. He helps us even want to do it. Let Him help you right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, if you're earnest, say amen. Amen. So here, this is all discipleship, by the way. You may not be used to this kind of thing. You know, it's like, man, this guy is... But look at verse 15. It's going to break your heart. Mom, this is why I don't think that this guy was just going... Or anyone who, you know, all you good-hearted people... I thought he's going where the Lord is. He's going where God is where, and where the minister of the Lord would go. That's why I don't think that. What does it say? The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Look, they knew, he knew that he was in a questioning, interrogation. Thank you. He told them that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus. Because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Okay, they're persecuting him. They're, he's got people problems now. That's persecution. Tribulation is problems. Persecution is people problems. Okay, you can remember that because the persecution starts with a P. People problems. So he had these people problems with the Jews because he was healing on the Sabbath. Oh, can you believe it? But Jesus answered them. So now Jesus is talking to his accusers, basically. His interrogators. His detractors. My father is working even on the Sabbath. Now, that, that's the idea. My father is working, not has been working, not works the other six days, and I'm just catching up to his plan. No, no, no. My father is always, even on the Sabbath, working. And look what he says there. This is how I love Jesus. He just gets right into the midst of it. And what? And I am working. My father is working until now, and I am working. It's like, deal with it. This right here was why they went beyond persecution and wanted to kill Jesus. Why? Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Let me just do a brief survey. Do you feel like you're equal with God? No. Same question for everybody. No. Aww. No. Thank you, Rachel. No. Junior says no. No. And it says no. No. 
No, Austin? No. Oh, I got um, Ken? No. Oof. Wow. I mean, do we have any different answers? No. <laughs> that was good. No. Turn to Philippians 2, would you please? Go in your Bibles to Philippians 2, verses 5 through 7. Who wants to read it for us? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. So good. Thank you. Is anyone getting anything out of that? These are, this is one of those moments where you're going to have to really go with me until the end because you're going to hate it at the beginning. Because you're good Christians. You're going to hate it. He did not consider it robbery. What is robbery? Someone tell me what robbery is. Stealing, taking something that's not yours. That's right. She's a school teacher. Jesus did not consider it stealing what was not his to be equal with God. That's a strong statement, isn't it? What is he saying? No, you, you're, you got it right. That's what I'm saying. And he's not challenging him on this either. He's like, no, yeah. I mean, he would stop it and say, no, but they got, they got him right. It's not robbery. I, that's what I'm saying. We're one. And I'm praying that y'all become one like we're one. See, this is the rest of the scripture. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But what did he do? Even though it was true, he was equal. He made himself of no reputation. What, what is that? Yeah, he, he, he did not try to make himself known. He made himself of no reputation. He didn't get on TikTok and try to go viral. He, he told a lot of people, don't say nothing. Right? Heal them. He wasn't trying to make a name for himself. He was trying to make disciples out of people who were coming to him. Out of people he was choosing, the chosen. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. You and I are meant to say that. Follow me as I follow Christ. I got some good things to teach you. I can disciple you in this way. Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Are you ready for this? What does verse 5 say? Can I just get it from you? Because it sounds so good when you say it. I'm going to let you say it and take all the heat. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. <laughs> what does that mean? We have the same quality, same spirit. Look, I, I will say this at the front. No one is saying that you're a Jesus replacement. No one is saying that you're God in the flesh or me. But we are saying this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. As he said, as, as all this, he didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. You have to think this way. People have a hard time saying, we go through discipleship, we call it Operation Solid Lives, sign up. People have a hard time when we first present this idea that I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
I, the real me, am perfect. Oh, you about to faint or throw stones or <laughs> throw me off a cliff? I am perfect. The real me is perfect. Now you're not seeing the real me, but you're seeing the effects of what the real me is training the rest of me to be and become. So I am becoming, but I also am right now. And it's so weird. Paul talks about this in Romans. He's like, I do this, but I do this. And I do this, and I do this. He's like, which I are we talking about? Who, who am I speaking to now? <laughs> you know? No, no. The spirit man is perfect. And he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not. So Jesus was in the form of God. And he did not consider robbery to be equal with God. But he humbled himself, taking the form of a bondservant, served others, and coming in the likeness of men. We're meant to think of ourselves this way. And I like the analogy of like, you know, like those suits or like, you know, those surgical gloves, you know, and they're like, they fit kind of close and kind of tight. Yeah. That's what I like. I want to feel like the spirit of God is wearing me like a glove. He's wearing my body like a glove so I don't do terrible things with my body. And he's also wearing my soul like a glove. My mind, my will, my emotions, the way I think and process and react like a glove. That's what we want. Amen? Is that what you want? Or do you want your own way? How's that been working? You know, like, I think we can all be like, no, I'll take it the Lord's way. Thank you. Especially when we know how good he is. But I wanted that to cap the lesson. But man, can we even accept that? Put on that mind. That's what he wants for us. The Holy Spirit breathed out these scriptures so that we would forever have them. He's like, remember that? I want to be like Mike. Remember that? Remember that commercial? Michael Jordan. I want to be like Jesus, you know? And he said, he said, think that way. Think of yourself like that. He said, I'm in you and I'm trying to work some things through you and in you and for you. Amen. I want you all to like just get it right now and go home with him and be like, yeah, it's done. But, but let the Lord work this out in you. Amen. Any questions so far? <laughs> Come on, Jane. Was it unlawful on the Sabbath to like cleanse yourself or prepare food? I will, I will start this by saying I am not a scholar of all the Jewish customs and laws and all these things that they added, you know, to be like, we're just going to make sure that we don't break God's law. But I don't know if I'm going to answer that exactly, but I'll answer kind of around it. The reason why they were upset about him taking up his mat and walking, making his bed or whatever, right? Is that, oh, it's working on the Sabbath. No, work on the Sabbath. Honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. That's the, that's one of the 10 commandments, the big 10. And that's what they put all these other rules. This rule of it's not lawful to work on the Sabbath. That comes from the Ten Commandments, but it's, it's a leap away. Because they're like, we're going to put an extra rule or two here so people actually don't break the, the big one. But the spirit of that law was meant to be, don't go to work on that day. Don't generate income. Don't like, labor for increase that day. Because they limited their steps, how many steps you could take. That's ridiculous. Oh, it's work. There is a limit. It's now work. They're saying nothing. It's like letter of the law or spirit of the law. And it's like, as long as you're honoring the Sabbath and keeping it holy, then you're good. Amen? Jesus is always trying to simplify and get us back to first principles. But it's hard work to, 
to help us get back to first principles, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Jesus dealt with this issue before in Mark. It talks about how Jesus um, was dealing with them, um, his uh, disciples not fasting. And so then he talked about David and them going into the temple and mm. taking food. And he made it very clear that the Sabbath wasn't made for God. It was made for man. And so, again, God's protection and his desire for us to rest, because probably otherwise we'd work seven days a week, we'd be, as a whole, that's, you know, yeah. what they would have been doing. And so he made it very clear that he wanted man to rest. He yeah. wanted man to not only rest physically, but emotionally mm -hmm. and spiritually it was a time of reflection. And so by them putting all those legalistic things on him, you know, was not the heart of God. Yeah. The heart of God was to take care of us. Yep. And, and look how beautiful this is to this whole thing. It's like God wants us to be like him. Where it is in this Philippians passage. He wants us to be like him. He's like, you know what I did on the seventh day? Took a break. <laughs> I rested, right? Take a break just like me. Just like me. Can you say that? Just like me. When we start getting that just like me, then we'll be on to something. Just like Jesus. And this is even Father God saying, I honor the Sabbath because I took a rest. Does this make sense? Put on this mind. Let this mind also be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Didn't consider it robbery. We have as much of God as God has for the people. God doesn't have any more than he's allowed us to have to accomplish what he would do by himself if we weren't here. He's not going to do it because we're here. He set the whole thing up and we have to enter into that reality that's like, this ain't getting done unless I do it. And he's given me all authority to do it. Every single thing I need. That's why... All of this starts to make sense. Oh, yeah. He has perfected me as he is spirit. He's put his spirit in me. My spirit becomes alive now. I'm linked with him, intertwined. We're, I'm alive. I'm perfect. I'm God's righteousness. It's like, no, I'm like heavenly God righteousness. This is deep stuff. To your point, that was why they were all upset about it, because they were making a big issue about something that's not even an issue. They just wanted to cry about it. So I was thinking that, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. and then the people couldn't do that. But the Jewish leaders <laughs> came up with 613 yeah. to describe how to meet the Ten. And when Jesus came, he said, there really are two. Mm -hmm. And that Which was are? to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Everything else is wrapped up in those two. Jesus made it even simpler than the Ten. The Jews and people, we tend to add more complication and complexity. Yeah. More difficulty, more barriers to entry. And Jesus removes barriers to entry. He's, he wants to be with us, not apart. He's not trying to say, make it harder, put up more walls between us. He's trying to say, no, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. rest. Kind of sounds like a Sabbath mode to me. You also had mentioned that the prohibition against working on the Sabbath was more related to doing it for profit, mm -hmm. which is spoken about in Jeremiah 17. Because they say, doesn't a man even, you know, get his oxen out, out of the, the ditch? ditch. Yeah, that's right. This is why we study. This is why we come 
to hear the fullness of what God is talking to us. Hold on, someone tell me, how did Jesus tell us to pray? Talking about equality with God? They're all upset. He's like, you're a father, huh? I'm a father. Okay. Two words in, we're already done. If, if we're being interrogated by the Jews, right? It's already over for us. Kill them. You're dead. Good thing I'm not trying to kill you. Good thing I'm with this whole Jesus thing just like you. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can, if you want to, you can find this in Matthew chapter 6. After all that, you know, forgive us our debts. We forgive other people. Don't lead us into temptation. We lead us far away from temptation. Deliver us from evil. Verse 14 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father, he, he's doubling down on this thing, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, kids, whose father are we talking about? Jesus. We are talking about Jesus' father. And who else's father are we talking about? Our father. That's exactly right. Personalize it. My father. Thank you for leading us, Norma. My father. Our father all together. Amen. God is good. He's painting a picture, isn't he? This book is complete. There's nothing not in it that we need. We say this around here. It's like, I may not know everything God knows, but I know what he said. He may know other things that I don't need to know. But I know what he said, and it's enough. All right. In John 16, verses 2 through 4, just a little skipping ahead. Jesus says, they will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me, Jesus. But I have said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you. I don't know everything he knows, but I know what he said. Down here has a great song. It's called Cathedral Made of People. Were you thinking that same thing, Allie? When they throw you in prison, what will you do? When they hate you for the things that you know are true. They can tear down this temple, but they can't touch you. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. We are a cathedral made of people. We are the church. We are the body of Christ being led by the head who is Christ. Amen. This building means nothing. God does not live here. This is not God's house. Do you get it? Do you get it? Where does God live? Come on now. Right here. He lives right here. He lives in you. I'm back to that Lion King. He lives in me. It's good. He watches over his word to perform it on the earth. That wasn't in Lion King. I just added the Bible. And his word will never return to him void when he sends it. Amen. It's going to come back to him. It's going to prosper for the thing which it was sent. It will accomplish what he pleases. Come on. We have to believe this or nothing will change. But we're, we're coming here to change our lives forever. Do you want to be changed? Or do you want to stay the same old, same old? Yeah, good. Amen. <laughs> Let me just ask you something. 
Are you the first person people think about when they think miracles? I'm going to say no. Okay. Anyone? Raise your hand because I felt bad. I I normally say this is voluntary. (laughs) (laughs) Raise your hand if you want to take a shot at this. Are you the first person thinking about when they say, oh, miracles? No, no. A few no's? No. Oh, I like this one right here. It's right in the mic like a man. Are you the last person people think about when they hear miracles are happening? No? Well, that's good. So you're not the first, but you're not the last. Somewhere in the middle. Don't we need to like make sure that we understand who we are? They're going into the promised land from the wilderness, the, the 12 spies. And they all 12 come back. And they all 12 say, it's amazing. It's just what God said. It's crazy good. Two of them said, we can go get it right now because God delights in us. We're going to eat them up. They're going to be our bread. Caleb and Joshua. But the other 10 leaders of God's people. Weren't we talking about leaders who are trying to kill Jesus over here? Saying, who you, who you think you are taking up your bed? And what? Well, the man told me that healed me. Take it. What does it say? They were saying we were like grasshoppers in their sight. Is that what it says? I'm setting you up. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. That's exactly right. Oh, Moses, no. We're like grasshoppers. We see ourselves as grasshoppers compared to them. How is it that the two spies had a different heart? They believed that what God said is true. And what God told them is theirs is going to be theirs. And they'll do what it takes to get across. Amen? That's good. You ever hear the thing? Who's the man? You the man. Who's the man? You the man. That's what you need to do in the mirror. You need to look right in your mirror and be like, who the man? You the man. <laughs> it's not robbery. We're not saying we're better than Jesus. We're saying we're yoked up with Jesus. He's the strong pulling ox. And I'm just a little baby ox happy to be there. In step with him. Amen. I love who the man. You the man. <laughs> I love that. This guy, he does this and it says, you the man, you the man, you the man, over and over. I was going to have that play for the next five minutes. But take my word for it. I, I have fun with this stuff because I believe that there's life for you on the other side of these messages. When I open up the word and we're just going verse by verse through the Bible, I don't have a bone to pick with anybody. I'm just saying this is what happens. Are you the one that's going to turn Jesus in and be like, good, I hope they kill him telling me I got sin in my life. That was the attitude of this man. Or are you going to be the one that's like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to walk with you. If I, I don't know, whatever it takes. What you tell me. I'd like to hear more about this sin thing. What what do you know? <laughs> what are we doing today? That's what we need to all be becoming in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.